0: Get up.
1: his call to stand up and be strong. We welcome all our friends, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, all citizens of the world to another edition of Live from the Heartland. This is Heartland at Home number 55 for the week of June 5th. And today we are really glad to welcome our overworked, uh, always on the case, State Representative Kelly Cassidy and Paulie Jackson of Edify. We're gonna be talking state politics and social justice. So let's get ready, on your mark, get set, go. Katie, any good things happening in your life this week?
2: I always feel like I should jump up and run when you say that, Um, only I'm gonna stay sitting here. Uh, Yes, this week, let's see. I got my curtains up to uh, keep the heat out um, and I ironed and washed curtains. I did some homemaking things and I planted more vegetables, including corn. Who knows? I'll keep you posted on that. What did you do this week
1: that you liked? Well, following up on your planting of the corn,
2: um,
1: <laughs> I uh, I took cuttings that I originally got many years ago of a Rex begonia from the, uh, the rolfer Allen Davidson. And Heartland customers from the old days will remember a plethora of those plants. I have them all over my house and I've made some cuttings. And I actually planted a bunch of them this week so I can give some away as gifts, including to you, Katie. And uh, the other good thing that happened in my life is I've remained consistent on two days a week in the pool, two days a week lifting weights, and two days a week rowing. I'm feeling good, but a little tired and a little sore. You're very good, Michael. You're you're an example to us all. Well, when you get older, you know, you're running out of time. You got to do what you can. No, really? Tell me about it.
2: Uh, moving to uh, global elections, just quickly, Netanyahu Netanyahu is possibly out. Fingers crossed. We'll we'll keep track of uh, that, that uh, interesting system that Israelis use to uh, to get him out. Uh, you had you had some comment. Well, I'm just pointing man. out
1: it's a it's a coalition of uh, I think eight different parties that have right. come together to bounce him. Uh, it includes the far right with a fellow named Lapid. It includes a centrist named Bennett, it includes some the Green Party, some progressive parties, as well as for the first time an Arab uh, Muslim party. And they're all gonna stick pretty close to internal issues and not deal with the Palestine question supposedly. But uh, we'll see how long this holds together and if it really comes off, it would be yeah. good.
2: Love to see that guy leave the uh, world stage. Um, also, we've got uh, an election that's happening in Peru, which is also interesting um, for building support. Um, There's a leftist teacher who's taking on the dictator's daughter um, and the dictator was the uh, Fujimori who ruled in the 90s, left in disgrace. His daughter Keiko is running against Pedro Castillo, Castillo, a former teachers union leader. So that runoff is tomorrow
1: in Peru. So we'll, we'll fill you in next week there. if you haven't read it already.
2: <laughs> also beginning today and for the next three days up in uh, Minnesota is a demonstration of resistance against line three, another uh, Enbridge pipeline oil line that uh, is going through the Anish, say it, Michael.
1: Anishinabe, I think.
2: Anishinaabe treaty land and the Mississippi headwaters and Uh, Folks up there uh, plan to stand strong in resistance to it. Similarly this week, sorry, too much information here, Katie. Um, President Biden put onward drilling on pause. Um, However, I did hear from um, on BEZ this morning, uh, according to the environmental writer for New York Times, that, that, you know, this is one of the things that the Republicans did right. I guess, right, in quotes. Um, They passed a law in 2017 that requires the president to hold two lease sales on the refuge before the end of 2024. Refuge has been warred over for, you know, decades in in shall we drill, no, you should not, et cetera, et cetera. And somehow that guy um, held the first lease, uh, sales and and Biden will probably have to be holding the second. He's locked into it. These are the kind of things that got done by the previous administration. We should d- learn from and either block them from happening or do our own version.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, on politics in in the U.S., there's a lot of talk about the filibuster and whether the Democrats can get rid of it so that they can do a simple majority vote, uh, which they would have. However. Um, there's a couple of senators, Joe Manchin out of West Virginia and Kirsten Cinema from Arizona. They have been defending the filibuster. Uh, I came across a letter that came from Invisible, March for Our Lives, Our Revolution, the Sierra Club, and others that said, in the face of Republicans' inability and unwillingness to defend our democracy, it is clearer than ever that the filibuster needs to be eliminated. And while they addressed it to uh, Chuck Schumer, it really was intended for uh, Mansion and Cinema. So we will see. It's a, uh, you know, it's going on.
2: Yep, and the, that group that you mentioned, it's actually indivisible.
1: What did I call it? Invisible. Invisible. <laughs> well, they probably are invisible, but I'm going <laughs> to check them out. Indivisible. No,
2: they're, they're very visible. My apologies, and that's I'll be, all right. I stand that's corrected. Kind of right. Um, the, the other thing that happened this week that everybody knows about, but it was really moving to me to be um, finding myself to finished planting for the day and wanting to watch Jeopardy at 3.30, turning on the TV, and there was uh, the president um, in Tulsa um, acknowledging a wrong had been committed 100 years ago, and that it was not the only one, and that we need to acknowledge and take uh, responsibility for them. It was a moment in time. This has not happened before. I know it's not enough, but it was stunning. And I also liked that, it, that the regular uh, mainstream media uh, actually interrupted programming to show it. That's significant.
1: Uh, you know, on the labor front, uh, regular listeners or watchers of this show know that we're supporters of the labor movement. And we do uh, look forward to uh, labor marching forward And uh, we did cover the Amazon strike uh, in Bessemer, Alabama. And looking again at Alabama, uh, we've learned that uh, striking coal miners, part of the United Mine Workers of America, are fighting for better wages and benefits and have filed unfair labor practices against Warrior Met Coal. And the workers gave up a lot six years ago when the company filed for bankruptcy. And now they're asking to be paid fair wages be actually paid for what their labor is worth. Stay tuned, we'll keep you posted on this and other moves in the labor movement.
2: And just to to restate the importance of the For the People Act, which is moving through the Congress in DC right now, and part of the reason the filibuster really needs to uh, be gone. Um, Currently, just know that Republicans who supported the big lie are running for secretary of state in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Michigan in 2022. Secretaries of state are the chief elections officers in their states. These are people who have no business on their hands of that machinery. We'll keep you posted. Um, what else? We've got the win this week in New Mexico by Melanie Stansbury. She won in handily in the congressional district one that was um, replacing uh, Secretary, Interior Secretary Holland, who's uh, hard at work for the administration now. How about any COVID news, Michael?
1: Well nationwide, we're on a path to vaccinating 70%, hopefully by the 4th of July. Uh, That would be great news. And evidently one can win all kind of valuable stuff if they get vaccinated. This comes after we were already vaccinated twice um, extensive examples include a million bucks, a college tuition, all kinds of rewards, including free beer.
2: Yeah, it's very funny. Um, our governor even talked about having a vaccine, a vaccinated person's lot lottery, so that those of us who are already vaccinated we could be in a lottery. <laughs> I mean, NASCAR has a sweepstakes st- including. 2022 Daytona 500 tickets. Ah. Okay. Spotify has a sweepstake to win tickets to independent media. I'm mean, independent music venues. Target will give you five dollars off your purchase after getting vaccinated in a CVS, based in a Target store. Ah, look at those. And United Airlines, your shot to fly sweepstakes for mileage plus members. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that part win a year of free flights or a round trip for two in any class of service.
1: Okay. Well, good luck Uh, to all you who are to get vaccinated now, late.
2: (laughs) Okay, for everybody who waited, here's your your big incentive, go for it. The bridge to reopening is vaccination. By the way, as we are recording, Lori Lightfoot announced that the city's gonna open up on the same day that the state. (laughs) whatever that means, June 11th. Woo. Okay, so uh, following our uh, interview with Les Gay, we understood there was not a great deal of support by some commissioners in the Cook County Board for designating an Indigenous Peoples Day. We will keep you up to date, but write your uh, committee, men, committee member, commissioner, sorry. I'm gonna write Larry Sufferton. I'm also gonna write Bridget Gaynor, but I might write a few
1: others. You're good at writing to people, Kate. That's good, keep it up
2: you think so yeah so you're listening to live from the heartland also known as heartland at home under the pandemic uh situation and we are live every saturday morning at 9 a.m 88.7 fm wluw stay right there and we'll be back with our first guest
0: uh, applying pressure, starting my crime with crime festers And now it's showing like they in their second trimesters That's why we're getting to throw a shot two online I pay no mind to they benign gestures Please, I got my mind on Much bigger things to say the least My latest speeches sound like they was released by David East Versus hit hard, never pitched hard to play the streets He's against whips hard, behind closed doors, can't pay the lease Uh Ain't nothing wrong with living check to check Cause most have to Instead of capping, why don't you talk about being a broke rapper That's a perspective I respect Because it's real what it's like to be nice is oh, but gotta stress to pay the bills That was me in 08, seeing no cake not even on dates I celebrated my birth just did the mental math and calculated my worth shit crazy didn't know I got more M's than a real slim shady video big boss less Rick Ross more like a wavy hitty yo Kojima they tote steamers round the way we tippy toe round crack vibes and cold blooded killers no reptiles just projectiles for niggas all to you rocking the fresher textiles I seen best pals grow up and switch sometimes over a couple dollars more often over bitch. I could cap and say that I never scratched my jealousy itch but thank god I conquered of that, Cause if not, I'd never be rich Envy keep your pockets empty, so just focus on you If you broken, clown, and clowning a millionaire, the joke is on you Money ain't everything, I never say that But against those stones, knowing they sell they soul to get wherever they at Just know these verses is some shit, they gon' forever play back on, Hell yeah <laughs> oh. You know what it is, Look, Don't even think. Yeah. Niggas try to act like them bitch
2: and we are back. And we are so happy to welcome for the first time on Heartland at Home or Live from the Heartland, Mr. Myron Paul A. Jackson of Edify.
3: Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I uh, appreciate it, Katie and Michael, for you guys bringing me on the show.
2: Well, we appreciate uh, hearing about you from uh, our neighbors and friends in, in Evanston, as well as our co-producer, Lynn Orman-Weiss. Um, tragedy is what began what we're all going to be talking about here. Um, will you share the tragedy in your life that initiated the creation of Edify?
3: Yeah, I can. Um, you know, first and foremost, um, it was a, it's a, it's been a a long road of events that has kind of created Edify and the contents of it. Um, leading up in 2020, uh, I believe April of last year. Um, When George Floyd was murdered um, in the street in Minneapolis, um, myself was particularly involved in a protest, as well as my son, who is uh, three years old now. He was two at the time, and he was involved in a protest with my mom um, that especially took a a toll on me uh, personally, Uh, seeing him at two years old. Um, fighting and pleading and you know begging for his life saying my life matters and i matter at two years old you know we both know with our experience that you know at two years old you don't you don't really know much you know you can't really speak much but you know there's a couple of words that he did learn and through that rally um, it was my life matters and and i matter and you know he held up a sign and for me to sit up there and look at him do that, and you know, I was, you know, on one side of me was very proud of him. Um, on the other side, it was very, you know, distraught, hurt, confused, um, just a, a wide range of, of of feelings during that time. So, um, I returned back to my workplace. Um, this was, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, um, really, actually, at the beginning stages of the pandemic, and you know, shutdowns and. We were just transitioning on coming back to work. Um, I was in the daycare industry, uh, working with with preschool children. Um, And yeah, I returned back to work. um, Just very confused. A lot of thoughts going through my mind. A lot of people reaching out while I'm at work for that first day back from the pandemic. I'm sure you guys remember that. And, um, you know, in different areas, it was different times. But um, yeah, we we especially, uh, I was getting a lot of phone calls, a lot of reach outs from a lot of friends, allies, and, you know, not so much reception from my workplace, you know, not even the mention of a, hey, are you okay? Hey, is is everything all right? And that was particularly, you know, bothering. And I've seen that happen in other workplaces, and it didn't affect me as much seeing it happen to other people until it happens to you. Um, and that's been, been the the first catalyst of, you know, what affected me. And I ended up two days later leaving that position, uh, leaving that company because I felt devalued as a person. Um, And more importantly, my son's, you know, time was being taken away from him, from me working at that place that I felt didn't value um, myself. Um, So yeah, I moved on um, for a couple of months. I, I did some odd jobs. I also, you know, searched within myself to start my own community engagement um, with children of incarcerated parents of which I I was myself. My father was released um, last year um, in 2020 as well, in February, so right before that, I was going through something on him being released after an eight year sentence. And um, immediately following after that in August, so just a couple months later, uh, my brother Jacob Blake um, was shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin um, by police in the back um, during his uh, son's, uh, my nephew's birthday party. Um, so that was especially another catalyst of us starting Edify um, and ultimately, you know, turning tragedy um, into, into, I don't wanna say triumph, but into progression, into development um, <clears throat> of our people as a whole.
2: Well, we were, we were all stunned uh, with all the events of last summer and and then gladdened by the reaction of the Milwaukee Bucks. And that was in a reaction to your brother's shooting. Am I right?
3: Yes, so, it was, it was.
2: So talk about that and, and how you heard that that they were doing what they were doing uh, for yeah. all the world to see. Because I, then I think you put two and two together. So go ahead, tell us.
3: <laughs> Katie, you're spot on. I, um, I actually was in the midst of all the madness um, out in Kenosha for a month. Um, just to clarify, Jacob was the only one, him and his family, to live out in Kenosha. So all the rest of us in our family were still in Evanston and still in Chicago area. Um, and you know we were, but we were all down in Kenosha when you know as soon as everything happened, and we stayed down there for a month. But you know a day or two later, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, stood in solidarity and and, and st- did a boycott, a lockout from uh, the NBA. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks is an NBA team um, that you know instead of going to their game, which was in the bubble during the middle of the pandemic in Orlando, they stayed out, didn't come out to the floor, and instead made a public statement, called the attorney general, and you know wanted to demand justice for my brother and. You know, that was a feeling coming from me. Jacob's not particularly an M- NBA fan, um, more more football guy than anything, um, and an artist. Um, but for me, that was quite touching because I followed sports my whole life. And, um, and they actually reached out to us right after that. Um, but for them to halt a multi-billion dollar industry, um, halt millions and millions of dollars, and show collective um collective organizing between sports was really important and it was it it was probably the most historic and and uh and and biggest boycott as far as you know dollar amount in the history of of sports Um, and you know they 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 started off something a lot bigger than um than many people even realize to this day um, and that solidarity was big. And the Bucks actually reached out. We had a um, we had a uh, a Zoom meeting with them where they expressed their deepest condolences, um, and and actually lended out a lot of support for our family.
1: Paulie, so, what are you trying to do with Edify? What is your goal? What are your hopes? Your aspirations with this uh, this new organization?
3: Uh, the big thing for Edify is is we plug power to purpose. So um, we looked. I, I like you said, Lynn. I Katie. I took that. I took that. That that momentum that they had leading from from the shooting of my brother, and I said, Hey, these players want to feel empowered, right? These players are going through this right with us. They come from communities that you know have had these situations go on they've had this experience. Some of them has had it firsthand, um, you know, but they're forced to, you know, play basketball, not forced, this is the profession, but they're playing basketball. Um, you know, a lot of the time, they're pressured to stay out of these situations. Um, but I saw that a lot of them were empowered to do that um, at that time. Um, so I saw that, that, that power that they have from that momentum And I said, hey, let's plug it to real tangible purchase, purpose and change within our communities. Um, And then I also see these grassroots organizers that um, are dedicating their lives, Michael, dedicating their lives day in and day out um, to help revitalize our communities of disparity. Um, So my goal is is to continue to empower the athletes and platformed individuals and take their their their, their word, um, their power, their action, um, their influence and plug that into the communities that need it, um, plug that into their communities, plug that into our communities and really empower um, grassroots organizations, municipal politics, um, which is most important, right? Like we have, we were in the middle of a, of a primary at the time when this was all happening and you know, we all know that most importantly, municipal politics, those affect your everyday life much more than a primary election ever would. Um, So we saw that
2: you say that so glad to hear you say that.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the sad fact is that most of us don't know who our city council member is don't know who our alderman is. And these are the people that Um, we need to be reaching out to, to really affect our everydays and directly around us. And then we'll branch out into, into what, you know, what we can.
2: So can, can I ask you, uh, you have a partner in this, or maybe I've got it wrong. Is Daniel Pounderman still involved?
3: Yeah, of course. Daniel's been a longtime friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, One of my best friends since, you know, I can remember kindergarten. And he actually is a NBA agent and co-founder of Beyond Athlete Management. Right. Um, And, you know, he was just reaching out as support during the time uh, and also a close friend with my brother, Jacob. Um, And, yeah, he was just reaching out as a friend and family during the time of need when we needed him. Um, So, yeah, we all kind of put this together. um, Just, you know, him being, you know, that outside perspective during this time of need, I had to deal with, you know, taking care of my family at the time making sure everybody was fed, making sure the kids were okay doing remote learning, um, getting them their tablets, making sure, you know, and this is with the help of a community and family, but there was so much going on during that time that Daniel stepped in and became, you know, how can we how can we turn this into something that, um, where we can make a difference so this doesn't happen to another family again. So yeah, he's still involved, of course, um, in facilitating a lot of, our relationships within the leagues, um, as well as, you know, being a business brain um, within our organization.
1: Holly, what are you doing on the ground, so to speak? Uh, what is Break Like Clinic? And uh, do you have a, I hear you have a community garden. Tell us uh, some of the things that you're doing to uh, further this project.
3: Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, we believe highly in, um, a couple of different things, you know. One is to broaden the type of outreach that you know we give out to the people. Um, like specifically, you guys are in media, and you guys, you know, uh, push out the word and make sure we can broaden the conversation and, and enlighten people's minds. Um, we also want to make sure, like I said, we're changing people's everyday lives. So, for example, a break light clinic for us looks like, you know, us hiring uh, multiple mechanics. Um, And small business owners that can come out and, you know, fix the brake lights and the front lights and the taillights of um, our civilians that are getting pulled over for these very reasons, right? And every day, you know, you have people that, you know, they're just uh, 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 an accident or uh, just a little mishap away from, you know, falling, you know, flat on their butt. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we're like that in America, but maybe just if that little change of, you know, fixing that brake light can stop them from getting a ticket and even worse from getting, you know, gunned down in broad daylight by a police officer, yeah. all because of judgment or whatever the case may be, um, because of a brake light, because of a tail light um, that they couldn't afford to fix themselves at the time. So we feel even little nuances like that are super important, uh, giving back to the community. And, In all, while we're doing that, um, why don't we talk to them about, you know, their tenant rights, right? Like um, the rights that they have in tenants as as renters, as they're trying to build equity to, you know, own whatever they need to own. Uh, Why don't we enlighten them on their, um, on getting the vote out um, in their municipal communities? Why don't we have their aldermen at that event, speaking to them. And you know them actually asking questions to their aldermen and getting to understand each other better as people.
2: So you've become in a short time, you've become a community organizer. That's now what you do for, for your life, right? I mean, do you get support?
4: Welcome.
2: How much support have you received from professional athletes or maybe other big names? You got any musicians uh, in the wings or are yeah.
3: officials
2: coming forth?
3: Yeah, we're slowly, we're slowly uh, building up our, our, our Rolodex of contacts of athletes. Oh my gosh, you know the word. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <still> a, <Rolodexes. laughs> hey, I'm still a 90s, I'm still a 90s baby. I like to call myself part of the Jordan era, not the millennials. Um, But yeah, we're, we're, we're building up that contact list. We do have support and, um, you know, we're very grassroots. Um, we're, looking, we're looking to not be funded you know, by a large amount by um, just one individual or entity. We're looking for this to be um, a community driven um, as well as a grassroots driven uh, initiative. Um, and yes, we, I, I'm, one of my main goals is for us to come together uh, as people and understand each other better, um, understand, understand where we all come from, understand how we all feel, and understand how we can move together as a unit. Um, So yeah, through that, I've been building relationships within the NBA, building relationships within the WNBA, building relationships within politics, building relationships all within the community um, and trying to be that that bank um, of connection in between all of them, because there's a disconnect I see um, of just reaching out to a player and saying, hey, donate $50,000. Don't come show up and don't come understand these people and, and don't have them understand who you are um, and wh- how you feel. And I think that people really, really put forth an effort once they're understood and once they can understand what they're pushing for. So um, yeah, we're really looking to call out for, um, for support um, from our community activists, our community organizations, um, our NBA. Um, NFL, MLS, any type of athletes that want to speak out and platform musicians as well. Um, these people are very artistic and very passionate about what they do. Um, and it's important for us to hear their voices and, and to act on it.
2: Well, Pauly, um, before we let you go and, and thank you so much, one, two things. One, share the, uh, how people find out about Edify. Yeah, of course. Let them know how we spell it because there's an extra E there. <laughs> and
4: also,
2: uh, just let us know how is Jacob doing.
3: Jacob is Jacob is coming along. Jacob is day to day. As you can imagine, something like this is is a process, right? Um, a lifetime process. Um, but I'm um, I get my strength from Jacob. Um, I actually still ask him for advice today. Um, and you know, to share with you, I asked him yesterday. You know how how do you go about things when you feel overwhelmed? Um, <clears throat> and he said, continue to work hard. He said, um, you know, pray to the Lord um, and leave it in his hands. And as well, step back and compartmentalize. Pu- de- uh, he said to, you know, breathe, do your breathing exercises, believe in yourself. Um, and, you know, to get those words from somebody whose whole life has been changed overnight um, in so many different ways, um, Inserts a different type of strength in you um, that I think anybody uh, with the heart, um, with the mind, with the soul can connect to. Um, so yeah, I use that. I use that strength every day um, as I work hard and you know push for all of us. So, but edify itself is E D I F Y E. We are. We like to inform, to instruct, and to educate ourselves and educate each other. We think that's more important. Um, about each other, most and foremost. Um, Our handles at Twitter is Edify, E-D-I-F-Y-E 2020. On Twitter, same as on Instagram. Um, Same as on Facebook, facebook.com slash Edify 2020. We're also on TikTok at just Edify. Um, And our website is edify.org where you can um, go on there, learn more about us, what our mission is, meet some of the members of the team, um, as well as feel free to sign up as a volunteer, um, donate as well. We appreciate all the support we can get. We love to hear people's input um, and ideas as well. Thank you
2: so much, Polly, Jackson. Thank you so much for joining us today and we're gonna keep track with each other, okay?
1: We'll meet yeah, meet you in my person, we got things to talk about, brother.
3: Things to talk about and things to get done, Michael and Katie. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, it was a pleasure to be on Heartland. Um, and you guys keep on keeping on. Why
2: Back not. at you. Back at you.
0: Dedication. Ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs>
5: My whole life thinking not the box Boxing homies, three on one Got dp but I ain't dropped Chirp on me, here I come Spin around the block, they broke on me Said I ran and stop sign, but that's a lie I spent my whole life staring at the stage, playing Sega, Daddy smoking Sherman, Mama playing Spades, catching papers. Grandma said I get some joints for my graves, that's my baby. When she died, my heart broke a hundred ways. I spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of a black man divided, trying to break it. You take a lost shit, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Minor setback for major comeback, that's my favorite. My nigga L said you do a song with Nip. K died here, better crib. I said he a man first, you hear the words out his lips. So, about flourishing from the streets to black businesses. Level 4 yard living, giving to foster prisoners listen close, my nigga It's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigger. Since elementary do close, my nigger, you're straight like that. I give you the game, go back to the turf and give it right back. For generations, we've been dealt bad hands with bad plans. Prove your dedication by hopping out grand amps. Met the premier politician with top nips and snoop down. Clock watching the way we move for dedication.
2: Wow, that was great. great to meet that guy.
1: Well, I look forward to meeting him in person. Yeah, He's got a lot of energy. Okay, well, we're going to turn to the back pages of this newspaper and do our sports report. Uh, first of all, I want to call everyone's attention to our show last week, which you could find if you go to youtube.com slash heartlandmedia and then go to video and it's number 54. We interviewed Dave Zyron, the really noted, uh, well, uh, well-schooled, a lot of information sports guy. <laughs> and uh, his,
2: his interview was great. And, and his talk on the Olympics was top-notch, so I'm glad you're leading people there.
1: Okay, so uh, current news is the big news of the week is Naomi Osaka, uh, who is num- ranked number two in the world, has withdrawn from the French Open. Uh, in so doing, she uh, after she had been fined $15,000 and the threat of uh, being uh, suspended, uh, she decided to take a leave of absence, and she talked about mental health. And she's drawn a lot of attention from commentators, people on both sides of it, but mainly very supportive of uh, what they have to go through. Athletes have to go through doing interviews after a game, whether they win or lose. Uh, On another front, uh, our longtime friend Phil Shinnick, the Olympian, carried the flag in the Tokyo Olympics in 62. Uh, He's the founder of Athletes United for Peace after 50 years his then would uh, be record in the long jump was finally recognized. So a real big shout out to Phil. It's been, uh, you, know, nar- you know, eating at him for years that there was why, a question about the wind. Why wasn't it? Uh, there was some question about whether there was a correct reading on the wind that took oh. place in the event in California. Uh, but you can look him up. Phil Shinnick, a great acupuncturist and still a, a radical athlete of renown. And uh, finally, I'd like to tell people that if you're looking for something new and different to do that you probably haven't done, there's a velodrome in Northbrook, uh, and it's, uh, you know, that's track racing by bicycles. You can't coast. It's like a solid gear. Uh, uh, the velodrome is reopened. It's running on Thursday nights and on uh, actually later today it's going on, but uh Basically, it's Thursday nights, and then there'll be more events. The Northbrook uh, site is at 1479 Maple Avenue in Northbrook, and me, it's a good yeah, time.
2: Let me guess uh, about the two listeners who might even be interested in that. Is Does it cost a lot of money, Michael?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's free, but I'm not sure if it costs you any money or not. Uh, doubt that. I'm okay. sorry. I should have that.
2: Yeah, well... It's, a, it's interesting that you know about it. Just in, in terms of other events, um, we did already share with you that the mayor announced we're reopening. Thursday, June 10th, there's a Zoom call to join the High Ridge Coalition to hear what's happening in the coalition's plan to develop a community center to replace High Ridge Y. Um, every, uh, you may have heard, remembered us reporting on that some time back when they announced they were closing the High Ridge YMCA, which is the only working pool in the neighborhood. So um, join the Zoom call, meet the people involved, find out about the negotiations with the Metropolitan YW, YMCA of Chicago and brainstorm as they move to move forward on this project. Uh, on a, go ahead, Michael.
1: I'm gonna say on a sad note, our, our longtime friend Jesus Chui nagrete uh, passed away. and. Listeners to this station know that he had a monthly show. Uh, He was a a historian, an educator, a musician, a composer, a playwright. Uh, He was always there for the people. And uh, I got to say, the last time I think I saw him was at a Chewy Chewy Garcia for mayor rally at the Heartland. And today, when we finish, we're going to go out with a tune by Jesus Chewy Negrete. Rest in peace, brother. We're going to miss you.
2: Indeed, indeed, may his memory be a blessing. Glenwood Sunday Market starts uh, returns tomorrow, June 6th at the Pratt Lot location, uh, same as last year. Um, So come on and get your veggies, keep our our one and only uh, market alive and thriving in Rogers Park. Um, And like we said before, Artists of the Wall is gearing up for a physically distanced but in-person event on Father's Day weekend, they they'd love you to volunteer, check out the Loyola Park Advisory Council. Welcoming back from uh, a long, uh, some big hours that you just put in for us all in the patch, uh, our, our state representative, Kelly Cassidy. Have, I know hey y'all, good to see you. I'm sure you haven't caught up on sleep yet. But uh, Oh,
6: definitely not. I am borderline catatonic at this point between just being tired and you know having spent two weeks uh, doing what I'm referring to as the pollening and coming back up here to the same snow of cottonwood. I don't sound great, but I feel all right.
1: Well, it's good to see you, Kelly. I'm glad you made it back safe, and I'm, uh, I know you're itching to get out of town again. Um, so let's just start off with how was the first session in memory without Mike Madigan as speaker, and how did the new leader Welsh do? You know,
6: there was... It, there was a lot of change in the building, you know, this was really uh, President Harmon's first real session too. So there was a lot of, of, of folks who've never done things before, lots of freshmen who had never gone through session even, um, you know, because we had last year with nothing. Um, so so there was there was a lot of change, but I think we came through it pretty well. And, you know, some, some natural growing pains, I think, but uh, pretty good outcomes at the end of the day. we've
2: heard how the pandemic relief funds helped pass the $42 billion budget without a need to raise taxes, at least that's right now. Um, what do you feel best about getting across the finish line? Uh, this, this session, let's start.
6: Budget-wise or bill-wise? Um, either, both. You know, it, it was the, the budget generally, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm thrilled because we went into it waiting you know expecting cuts but one really big thing happened right at the end a bunch of us worked together to push back on a budget that was going to short the uh the funding for uh caregivers for people with disabilities and you know literally on the last at the 11th hour um one of my colleagues who is one of the most soft-spoken human beings on the planet had a just just raged in caucus that we would be bragging about closing all of these holes and still leave these caregivers short. And so there was a last minute infusion of cash that makes sure that the folks that are personal caregivers either for folks at home or in Scylla's or in Smurfs or other facilities are going to get those raises that we've been promising for years. So that was a huge win and something I'm really proud to have been a part of. Who was that rep who made that change? Michelle Mussman, the mom on a mission uh she she like I said she's pretty soft-spoken she never raises her voice um I I think that we experienced what her now grown kids probably experienced when she would on rare occasion raise her voice as that mom um because it it took folks took folks aback enough that we found the time and the space and the money to fill that hole
1: Kelly, let's uh, let's go to a big one here. What? Tell us a little bit about map making, uh, the map drawing. What's going on? uh, And uh, the Republicans are decrying the news, which I don't know what the news is yet. Uh, And uh, you know they want Pritzker not to sign it. Tell us what's happening with our redrawn maps and what that affects.
6: So for us, there's very, very little change. Our district is about the smallest in the state. We gained 2,000 residents, so we needed to lose some territory. The folks in Evanston wanted their the, their couple of precincts back, so that was kind of an easy fix. And then there's sort of noodling around the edges to make sure that we are compliant with voting rights act needs and things like that. So our our map doesn't change much. But you know, as someone who has long been an advocate for changing the process by which we do our maps and, and ha- has been an advocate for fair maps. I was also really struck by how uh, clear it was from the Republican debate on the maps that they would be doing the exact same thing. I mean, their members were getting up and saying, if we had fair maps, we wouldn't have the Reproductive Health Act. If we had fair maps, there wouldn't be menstrual products in, in restrooms and schools. You know, all of the things that, that we see as big wins of the last 10 years, um, they're seeing as 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 what they would seek to undo if they had control of the map, and and so you know the my point is if we had fair maps we wouldn't be talking about what political things would be different under a map. Well, they are taking a, they they would be doing exactly what was it, done. Well, this is the problem for
2: all of us <clears throat> when we hear people decrying the other party for drawing maps that favor them. It's like you do the same. Yep. everyone does the same until the maps are drawn by non-elected officials exactly um we're we're gonna have this um let's see what why did the republican lawmaker and i don't know her name use air quotes around ethics when referring to
6: that legislation that passed this week i think i missed that but um you know uh, they, 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 they felt this. Yeah. Yes. they felt like it didn't go far enough and there are a lot of pieces of it that I agree with. Um, you know, I've, I've said for a while that when we do ethics legislation, we tend to do the least we can do. I think we did a little more than that this time, but, um, you know, we, we could have done more and I hope that we will continue to do more. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those things, you know, when, when proposals are directly aimed at individuals in the chamber, it's a little bit hard, um, you know, it when people no talk money. about folks being elected to multiple offices, we have three mayors who are state representatives. That really? seems weird. Um, you know, things like that. So, so it's really yeah. hard to get to, 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 to a super clean ethics bill. What's that? Sorry, we used to call that double dipping. Um, well, this is technically not. There are things that that are du- double dipping because they we have incompatible offices. Look me with the aircoats. Um, you know, we have things that are considered in, incompatible offices, but for some reason, being a mayor and being a state representative is not incompatible. So, you know, that kind of stuff is what, what brings people to question it. So, uh, what about the energy bill? Or is, did it, what, what
2: wound up with that? Are we still bailing out nuclear power plants or what's the deal? Yeah,
6: yeah. so we, did, we didn't pass an energy bill. I expect that we'll be called back to, to do something. Um, negotiations broke down at the eleventh hour uh, on a demand to um, add a coal-fired plant to the list of subsidies, and it happens to be one that is among the top ten polluters in the country. Um, right. And and so that you know that it broke down quite literally at the eleventh hour, um, right. I, I, or maybe the 11 thirtieth hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and so those talks continue, um, but. The, the reality is that bailing out the the nuclear fleet has always been on the table. There's never been a, a concept of a bill that won't have that in it. Um, you know, there are compelling arguments why we can't make the switch immediately. And, and you know, people swear that that's the, the case and that, you know, we wanna do a cost-based subsidy so that Exelon can keep these couple of plants open. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, Exelon and ConEd were at the table just doubling down every chance they got. I mean, it was like the equivalent of, you know, when your parents come home and catch you having a rager in the basement, you have one the next day anyway. Um, you know, Exelon didn't seem to understand that they're at the core of one of the largest scandals in our history. Um, and they just kept adding zeros to how much money they wanted. How um, much
1: support are they getting from Democrats?
6: You know, I've not seen a roll call. Um, so I can't really speak to it. I know there's a lot of support from labor for keeping these plants open. That's been sort of the biggest source of support. Um, is is uh, is labor labor interests and and Democrats who are most closely aligned with labor. Um, you know the there there is significant support for some you know reasonable subsidy, if you will, if if anybody could you know really use that word. Um, even among progressives and the Green Caucus because of the the importance of getting the the climate change language in there, the decarbonization in there, things like that, that that many folks feel is, you know, balances out any subsidy to Exelon. I really struggle with that myself. Well, at least we have cocktails to go till twenty twenty four. You know we do. We have cocktails to go. We have shot in a beer. Uh we're we're um the state, state code is really, and you guys had a liquor license, so you know how convoluted and complex it can be, um, but uh, the, um, the state code is really, really tough on liquor license holders, including prohibiting giveaways of any kind, and so, you know, we just got happy hour back a couple of years ago, um, and, and this was one, it had to be a very explicit carve out to allow a giveaway uh, for for a, a tavern owner who chooses to, um, to, to reward someone for getting their shot.
1: Yeah. Is that the final question or is there one more?
6: No,
2: there's one more, I think. Okay,
1: good. I want to ask you about the elected school board, Kelly. Uh, you know, many of us in Chicago, uh, I'm sure that the majority of people in Chicago want an elected school board. Our mayors have not been for it. Uh, some kind of progress was made on that, but I'm not sure everybody likes it. Can you fill us in on what you all did?
6: Well, we didn't do anything. The Senate did it. We went home and they stayed in um, and, and continued to push for it. Um, you know, as you guys know, I I've, I've voted for the the elected school board bill. I, I've lost track maybe four or five times. Um, but even at the beginning, I, I was more circumspect and, and you know, don't necessarily think it's the end all be all um, that folks think it's going to be. I have concerns about what I saw in other communities. Uh, L.A. County saw the charter movement take over their elected school board in their first election, and they quadrupled the number of charter schools in L.A. County. Um, so things like that are worrisome to me. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I came around and, and have been supporting the, the elected school board. The Senate passed a compromise measure that no one is happy with. Um, which might be a sign of a good bill. Um, uh, It's a hybrid, so it would be, and it's a hybrid with a phase out to a fully elected school board. Um, And the hybrid would be, uh, it would end up being a majority appointed, which I don't don't love either. I would rather maybe the leadership of the board be elected from within their body or something Mm -hmm. like that to create more of an opportunity for changing um, uh, control um but and and i believe the city's concerns continue and i I have not gotten um clarity on this but i think the city's concerns continue to be about the the budget line item in the city budget relative to the state the the contribution to the pension and the mechanics of that and i'm not really i'm not conversant enough to explain how that works but that's been their concern is figuring out how does the city continue to support the pension fund under the model as it's created and 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 i believe that is the the sticking point um but the bill went through and i we we're being asked about our availability for the rest of the month to be able to come down and vote for it ouch
2: i know you're uh, you're about ready to head out of town to uh, get take your break um i'm wondering... a
1: cowgirl out there out west
2: yeah
6: it's 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 time for some time in the mountains just a couple right. days to recenter uh, before, and
1: before you go out west to be a cowgirl how about uh What's the deal with the cannabis dispensaries? Anything you want to report on that?
6: Yeah, so we did pass the cleanup, um, which is going to result in 110 more licenses in two lotteries. Um, I believe there, that both lotteries are specific to this pool of applicants. I don't believe there's a new pool of applicants can, contemplated with with either one of these pools. So, you know, this this would give everyone in, that that got into um, the first application round. A fair shot um, because that first lottery was was um, pretty much a disaster with only 21 entities getting every slot in the lottery, um, and so that the the first you know one A, if you will, is going to be specific to the folks with the highest scores in um, in in this current applicant pool, and then there'll be another pool of those who will be another lottery for more licenses. So the hope is that by August we will see some licenses actually let. And an additional really big piece of good news is that we put in place a social equity specific process for giving out those five unused medical licenses that have been sitting on ice since the Rauner administration. And these will only be available to social equity applicants. Um, So so hopefully this will break the logjam barring any more litigation. This is the most litigious industry I've ever encountered, so I'm not going to promise that there won't be litigation around this bill too. Um, but my hope is that that this will actually break the logjam.
2: Well, Kelly Cassidy, our great state rep, we thank Hard working you. girl. We thank you for uh, giving us uh, such a great and, and detailed breakdown. I'm, I'm sure there's more we can talk about. So um, once you're back in the hood after your mountain getaway and please say happy birthday to a special
6: someone in your life for both of us okay i will absolutely wish candace happy birthday from both of you and i'm excited to get back in town and come back and go through all of my bills that we passed because we did some really cool stuff y'all um so it's uh it's going to be a good year right on
1: sister thank
6: you thank you guys
2: Okay, I really like leading her in and out with Helen Reddy. Um, And now just uh, as we go out, like Michael said, we're gonna listen to Chuy Negrete, a great server of the people, like a lot of you out there. So listen to Live from the Heartland or check us out on uh, YouTube at Heartland Media. And also we will be on CAN TV, channel 27. We thank our team, Luis Mejia, Gwen Brown, Lynn Orman Weiss, and a shout out to James Porter and Tom Clark. We ask you to do good in the world.
1: The world needs all the good that we do. All All power to the people.